Well, I love to share what God's doing. Um, and uh, somebody said, man, how do, you, how do you be able to speak every week? It's, it, it, it's not finding something to say. It's there's so much to say. It's knowing what to say, you know, in the moment. So I want to, uh, I, the kids come up, got their thing. I want to talk about rare Christianity. Everybody say that, rare, rare Christianity. Spell it, rare. Thank you. I didn't know if I had it right. R. A-R-E, rare Christianity. I got, and I just want to say this, you know, no thought is original. It all originates from God. But there is a book that I'm reading. It's called Rare Leadership. If you are somebody who likes to read, I promise you this book, uh, I read the cover. I know what it's about. No. Uh, I promise you this book is just, um, Something that is like that aha moment in my life. I, uh, you know, you ever live uh, as you get older and you think you got it all together, and then you realize there are gaping holes in our lives. And uh, and I remember that song, you know, and I was singing it this morning. Uh, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Remember that? It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, sun and earth. Jupiter and Mars, how loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. How many believe he's still working on you? Okay. How many believe there's enough grace for him to continue working on you? And, and, and the reality of it is that uh, th- those of you, whether it's your first time, first time here or 500th time, there's enough grace flowing from him towards you. You know, how many of you sitting here today feel like your life is perfect? Nobody has that. Uh, but but uh, and, and the expectation of perfection is a fallacy. But understanding God's favor in, uh, on humanity, upon us, upon the church especially, if we're supposed to be good to all men, you know, we are supposed to be good to all men, but especially those of the household of faith. In other words, if you can give grace to a sinner and you can be kind to somebody who's lost, that ought to be exponential to your brother and sister. It should be. And, uh, and I hope that that is uh, uh, something that you can develop. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 34, In 35, he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this will all know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. It is that one attribute, it's that one thing when people come into the assembly of the living God that that is going to define us as Christians is that we have that love and care and concern for one another. That if somebody's coming by and, 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 and uh, they're drowning, we're not just going to turn our head. Or, or, or if there's needs or if there is uh, f- faults that are revealed, we shouldn't have faults, right? We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't stumble. We shouldn't struggle. But... 
every one of us, those of you that, that put out that, that, that you're not struggling, it's because you're hiding. And, and the great thing is that uh, in the body of Christ, if you really feel loved, you do not need to hide. What a relief to not need to hide anymore. That you're able to uh, become uh, everything that God's called you to be. So in, in the uh, uh, idea, in, in the value of the church, you see the sign as you come into the sanctuary. It, we are better together. It's better together. It, it, uh, we do life together better uh, if if you are alone in this world and there are so many people that are, you, you know what, it's, it's all impossible to be joyful. It's all impossible to have fullness of joy or have a full life. But you realize if you, as you allow people into your life and you, and you build relationships, relationships, especially in the church, based on a common faith and a common goal, that your life becomes richer and, uh, and fuller. Because we are better together, and, and so that's something we've been talking about and we will continue to talk about. But the question is, if it's better together, what is it that keeps some of us apart? Right? I mean, we can say better together, rah, rah, get the pom-poms. I can jump up and down, do a split once. You know, and I, we, you know, we're better together. Well, okay, yeah, oh, great. Little catchphrases really makes a difference. Unless you make it a part of your life. Unless you realize the truth behind it. What is it that makes us better together? Because we're the body of Christ. I really don't need to. And, you know, and um, I'm talking to the church I don't need to go through the scriptures this morning for those of you that, that know him that, that, uh, to back up the truth of that we are in a, a body of believers, that it is necessary that we live life together, that we are, are, are share a common bond, that we're a building, the Bible says, fitly framed together. That's the body of Christ. And we can know all the scriptures and we can quote them, but, but really doing that and living that is an entirely different story. And if you, you, can, you can say all the right things, but in your life you can live alone. And, uh, or, you know, you can go through it a period of time and the, and the church goes through these, I don't want to say cycles, but seasons. Where, man, unity is so just we're together and all of a sudden something happens. Life happens. And, and, and it's seemingly, you know, we've we got to work at it again. Right? We're in the working at it phase. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and realizing, well, man, I was, you know, we did so much so many years ago. Well, you know what? That's so many years ago. What about today? Where are you today? Well, I'm old and crotchety, and I don't want to be around anybody. Okay, or you know what? I'm you know I'm ticked off at so and so, and I'm I'm pulling back, and I'm going to take my toys and go home. And uh, you know I've been doing this so long, I'm just I'm just tired. 
Well, honey, if you're going to serve God, you don't get to check out till he says you check out. Right or wrong? If my life is his, right? Right? Our flesh would cause us and have us do the very least possible. Right? We're talking uh, in our men's group uh, Friday night. That, that is an incredible time of fellowship. Uh, and again, we got another one coming up that I bet you're all going to come to because we're having our or- annual pork fest at my house. Right? And swimming party. And uh, we, we wrap bacon around a pork roast. So, I mean, ju- we just have a good time. Uh, but that's, uh, if, if you eat kosher, I'm sorry about all that. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to have a great time. August 4th, invite you out, okay? And with the idea of wanting us to create fellowship. But, but somebody was saying there, you know, there's those times when there's those meetings that, that hey, we're having, you know, we're having a men's meeting. We're having uh, um, a Sunday night service or even sometimes a Sunday service when people say, ah, I really don't want to go. And then, and then you, you get there, and God just touches your life. You know, and, and uh, you're, some of you were drugged here this morning. But before you're done, you're going to be glad you were here. You know, there's other things. Man, what a beautiful day. We could be out riding motorcycles. Yep. You know, we could be out, you know, gardening. We could be out doing that. But I'm going to tell you something. Because we serve the living God, our lives are not our own. God, I want to hear from you. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want, I want your blessings in my life. And if your life is full and you're filled with joy, and, and, and then you come here to give it away. It's not that, and I don't expect us coming here every time we come together. I need, I need, I want. No, there ought to be a time of spiritual maturity in the lives of the church, but, but not that it causes us to, uh, like Israel of old in the book of Judges where they were doing good and then they went down, you know. They prospered, and because of their prosperity, they, they fell away from God. And God would bring them back up, and they'd prosper again, and then they'd be doing good, and then they'd, they, they, they'd get all full of themselves, and then they'd fall away again. How many of you remember the time when you needed God in your life? You were desperate for him, and you, you sought him, and, and, and how many of you have found him and found him to be a healer? And bring wholeness into your life. And, you, and we get to the place because of our wholeness, we get the idea that we maybe we don't need them as much as we used to. And come on, get a clue here. The reason you're whole is because of him. I need him as much today as I ever have. And, and what he's done is he's healed me and he, he, he's brought these things into my life so that I can can. Bring them to others so that I can look at others and, and see that their needs are met and that they can be blessed. See, that, that what it is, that's what it is if you love. Love one another. As he has loved us, that, the definition of love is not this ignorant Hollywood definition of, of uh, 
perversion and selfishness. How you make me feel. That isn't how you make me feel has very little to do with love. But it's being selfless towards someone. It's when they're not their best, you still esteem them better than yourself. It's when you see that flaw so obvious in their life, or even that sin that crops up amongst us, that you're not there to condemn or judge, but as you have received mercy, you pour it out. That's rare Christianity. There is so many out there and so many names and titles and all of these things, and I'm not criticizing any one of them because in the midst of it all, there is rare Christianity where, where, where the body of Christ exists and it thrives. And I'm going to tell you where that Christianity exists, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. But it's not because they've they got all their doctrines exactly right and they and they know all the mysteries of prophecy and they and they're so wise in the Greek and the Hebrew. It's but it's because they exemplify the Spirit of Christ to one another and to a lost world. But I'm telling you, if we can't do it for one another first, we'll never do it for a lost world. Just let that soak. If we cannot, well, I'm, you know, I can't wait till God brings somebody new because I hate you guys. The problem with that is after a while, that new person comes in, you end up hating them too. But I, I'm, I'm here to tell you something. You know it. You that have been called by his name, is he good to you? Do you deserve his goodness? No, he just wants to be good. And, and, and that, that love and that rare Christianity lived out because why is it and, and how is it in my life that I uh, want to be gracious first? That, that is my default setting. I'm not trying to say how great I am, but it's what, it, it's what I, you know, Somebody's coming in, I, I want to be gracious, I want to show mercy. Why? Because that's what's been shown in my life by him continually. What I have received. Some that, that have not even allowed that grace and forgiveness in your life, it's hard for you to be gracious and hard for you to forgive. And I'm here to tell you, God's forgiveness is absolute. And, 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 and to receive that opens the door for you to forgive others. So, holy smokes, I didn't even start yet. Let me stink. Um, okay, so rare. I'm, I'm really going to pull one on you. I'm going to try to get out of my farmer mode and get into rare is R-A-R-E. Next week, I may have graphics. I don't know. Uh, rare Christianity, the first letter there is in rare Christianity is to remain relational. 
Everybody said that. Remain relational. Okay. When we get hurt, the reaction is to withdraw. Right? No problem. That just is the way we are. When I touch a hot stove, unless I'm really ignorant or have no feelings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withdraw. When we are in painful when experience in relationship, it is absolutely uh, um, the human response to withdraw. In Christianity, rare Christianity, for us to prosper in the kingdom of God, we have to remain in a relational attitude. I don't care what age you are. I don't care all that you've gone through, how many churches have hurt you, and, and you know, this preacher did this, or my, my family did that, and all of that. I'm here to tell you this is a brand new day. Today's a new day. And, and, and what God requires of us in a body ministry and that rare Christianity is that we remain relational in, in every aspect of our life, that we open our lives up to one another. Let me just put a plug in here. You know, well, you, you know, Sunday morning is not relational. We can say hi, and I'd love to see you, but it's not the sum total of the relationship. It cannot be. You cannot give of yourself. You know, you're, you're here in, in all this, but um, we have groups. We have men's groups. We have uh, ladies' fellowships. We have kids' groups. we got all kinds of stuff going on to help you become relational. Why? Why? Because we're better together. And we got to give you an opportunity to get together. I don't like to get together. Why? Why? Because you're bad and I'm good. The people that get together are good people, and the people that don't get together are bad people. Not even close. God's healing is coming to some of you. And I'm just, I'm going to, just the word of God, his healing is coming to you. And, you know, I love Gateway. And, and I want Gateway to grow. And I want you to grow with us, right? But it's bigger than that. Your life is bigger than that. This, what we're doing here, is temporary. It really is. And I, I know it's God's business, and I, but I'm telling you, your life is more important. What, who you are and what God intends for you in eternity is way more important. We so live for the here and now. Come on. There's more to it than that. So, anyway, God's going to use those around us. So, remain, you got to remain relational. I'm going I'm to flesh these out in the weeks to come. Uh, rare, R-A. The A. You got to act like yourself. Some of you don't even like yourself. i just talking because I got the microphone. I like 
being me. I don't want to be somebody else. You may think I'm too short. I don't. You may think whatever, I, you know, hair, no hair, too tall, too short, too wide, wrong color. God does not make mistakes like that. What he's, what he's put you specifically to be. And, and, and again, I know we all fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. And that's why we need a Savior. When you, when you make that decision to make Jesus your Savior and you take on the new birth, then I'm going to tell you, you need to embrace who you are. Some of the reason why you cannot participate in the relational aspect of the church is because you don't even like yourself. Why we can't be better together. I, we can't be better together if you don't like yourself. If you're going to love your neighbor as who? I hate myself. Well, then you're going to hate me too. Get that. Listen to me. I'm not saying this narcissistic, you know, stare at yourself in the mirror all day and say how wonderful I look. I'm talking about realizing that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That there's something that God and, and whatever is, he's working out, even in my brokenness, God, you have called me. And that makes me somebody. It doesn't make me somebody in eternity. It makes me somebody right now. So when you act like yourself, what I'm talking about is not acting like your sinful self. It's acting like, God, I, I, I want to be who you want me to be. You know how many times I got to say, Lord, that's, I, don't like, I don't like that. I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to be what you, I know what you called me to be. I want to live up to that expectation. And, and uh, the other thing, just for the sake of time, Moises took a lot of my time, so I'm going to go longer. R-A-R-E, right? R-A-R, rare Christianity. You do not have much in the way of spiritual life if you have no joy. So the R is return to joy. It's not that you can walk around with a clown face on all day long and everything's good. Oh, boy. I just got a picture of that Monty Python. That night he gets his arms cut off, legs cut off, mere flesh wounds. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was there. Uh, oh, God, get me back. But there are real times in our life that there's pain. We don't have to pretend that there's not pain. We don't have to make believe that, oh, no, that's just a flesh wound. No, there's times that it hurts and life hurts and things uh, are, 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 you know, 
not good and, and sorrow and suffering become our companion, but the reality of it is because we're his, we will return to joy. We will return there. One of the greatest teachings that have gone on here in a long time is what Sister Kim taught. And the reality of God wants us to live in a, in a place of joy. There's some of you here today that you don't believe that at all because you don't know how to experience that. And what I'm here to tell you is we're better together. We can help you. There's people that can help you build bridges. And so you remain uh, 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 relational. You act like yourself. You, there's that constant returning to joy. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 22, to a merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bone. Do you know laughter is an incredible healer? Some of you that are, just, you know, you, you, you're full of anxiety and you're, you, all of these things, it's a lack of joy in your life. Rare Christianity. It comes from relationship. It comes from acting and accepting yourself. And it, and it comes to the reality that if I'm not in a joyful state, God, I, there, there's something going on. I need to get back there eventually. I need to find a way there. It's not wrong to be living in sorrow. It's not wrong to have those emotions of anger and all these things in our lives. But to live there? Not if you're His. That's not where you're called to live. You're not to live in fear. You're not to live in despair. You're not to live in hopelessness. Either God has got your back or you're on your own. And if you know that he's got you, then I'm going to tell you something. This is absolute truth. All things work together for the good. That means everything. There's not one thing that can come into my life that, Lord, you're going to work it for the good. And so I've got to believe, even when it's hard, even when, when, when it, it seems, you know, so you're struggling, God, you're going to bring me back to joy because I have faith. Okay. Oh, boy. Don't have time. Joy, you know what you know what worship is here. You know why we start with worship? It's about bringing us back to joy. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what it does for you, and it some it just it puzzles me. Some of you sit there like a bump on a log. Not that I look, because I'm looking this way. Not judging you, but man, that that worship. When, when we get together in times of worship, if you're, if you're trying to pull yourself out of the doldrums, if you want to uh, think on good things, and the Bible says speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Why? Because it lifts you up. Come on, there is no one like him. That song, if that didn't lift you up, why? Ah. Do you believe that? There's no one like him. My world's falling apart. Yeah, but his world isn't. God, take me to your world for a moment here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, well, to get to the place where there's that. And, and, and get this, folks. You gravitate to joyful relationships. You get away from those that are not. 
be careful. Because not every joyful relationship is based in spiritual life. You got to be careful. Sometimes it's easier to find joyful relationships outside of spiritual life than do the hard work of, re of remaining relational here. I could quit on that one, but I'm not going to. Joy is essential to Christianity. And for you to be joyful, I, I, I you know, I can, I can be joyful in, 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 you know, remaining relational and, and having, uh, 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 accepting and just thinking I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I'm okay, okay because God made me and uh, he likes me. Doesn't matter who else does or doesn't. He likes me. So I like myself. And then you see this, there's a flow here. Then, then that creates a joyfulness in your heart. You cannot be joyful if you don't like yourself. That's why some of you are addicted. That's why drugs and alcohol, perversion, rule the world, because they're so unhappy with who they are, they can't stand just their own thoughts. Being joyful. I, I can only imagine you, you, the crowds that flock to Jesus. Think about this. Man, he, he just, they came to him. You know, uh, I, I can't help you. You get this idea painted by religion that Jesus was this stoic figure that, that walked around, you know, and everybody was just in awe because there was this glow of, of bright light around him all the time. No, I'm going to tell you something. He was filled with joy. I'm telling you, there's more laughter around him than anything else. And, and just to go along with the worship thing, when they got done at the Last Supper, before they went, you know what? They sang a song. Why? Because bring you back to joy. Got some heavy words here. Bring you back to joy. Don't, don't miss out on an opportunity to be brought back some of you sing the song, the joy of the Lord is my strength, the joy of the Lord. Come on. Man, let it, let it come out of your mouth. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I believe that. And then, and then the last one that uh, we'll talk about today is endure. It's R-A-R-E, endure hardship. We live real lives. You come to God, I can promise you, no more troubles in your life. Always sunshine. Ne never, any, never any problems. No. If we're in this world, we're going to have tribulation. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be hurt. But what we do... Together as we endure hardship. That when my brother's down, I lift them up. But if you're alone and you're down, you know what? You don't have anybody. If you isolate somebody in this assembly, why are you doing that? 
I don't like them. I don't trust them. I don't know them. Come on. Exhibit some rare Christianity and see what God will do in our midst. I, I, let me leave you with this. Um, Emily was telling me, uh, about a Bible study she joined down there. She's trying to find some spiritual life down there. You know, and, the, and this goes with, if, if, if it's better together, why aren't we together? Right? If, it's, if we're better together, why don't we get, if God wants us together, why aren't we together? Why do you isolate yourself? Why are you alone? You do not have to be. You can become that rare Christian. So she's telling me about a Bible study she's in, and, and, um, and the leader of the Bible study says it is our responsibility to point out the faults of those that are out there not serving God. And so you can imagine my Emily being real quiet. She said, uh, whoa, excuse me, excuse me, what are you talking about? And, and, and the reality, if that's what you think Christianity is, there is no joy in that. When we uh, had the, the first real men's meeting, uh, I think it was the first one, first one I went to, um, a couple, few months ago, we were talking about life, and there was a crowd of guys, and uh, the the sub subject of accountability came up, and, you know, that's something we've talked about for years, and you, you could tell it, like, sucked the wind out of the room, because as soon as you, you think Christianity is accountability, right, uh, and what happens is those of you that are living lives less than what you should be, you don't want to be accountable to anybody. And accountability has a, a connotation of, of, of oversight and, like, we're going to try to find fault with you. And it's really not at all what it is, but even the word, we've got to change. I, we talked about that, changing the word. I am not here today to find fault with you. Not even close. But, but we in the body of Christ, I shouldn't be in my group to find fault with you. I shouldn't be at my kitchen table finding fault with another brother or sister. That's not, that's not rare Christianity. That's not uh, being relational. It's not, you know, finding a place of joy. And so being better together never works. If we're just trying to fall, find fault with somebody or if you think that we're here to hold you accountable. Honey, I can barely hold myself accountable. I don't need all of you. But what we do know and what we can do and what we have a responsibility to do in loving one another is, is uh, and, and I'm going to close with this, Philippians chapter 4. You better stand or I won't stop. 
In verse number 8, the Bible says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence, and if there is any praise, do what? Let that be what you think about. Well, that's outside of my relationships. That's outside of me getting together with him. And I'm going to think on good things about God and good things. I'm going to think about good things about you. If there's anything, there's some, there's some messed up people in front of me. And there's a messed up guy standing in front of you. But I'm telling you, in the middle of that mess, there are some things that God's put together. In the middle of that mess, there are some gifts of God that are absolutely incredible. In your brokenness, there's incredible ministry. You can look at the mess of your life and say it's of no value. And I'm going to say, sister, you are wrong. God delights in taking brokenness and bringing healing. God delights in confounding the, the wise by taking somebody so simple and pouring out his gifts. God. I'm looking at some great folks. Broken, yeah. Probably some of you out there living in stuff you shouldn't be, but I'm going to tell you something. God's got something better for you. And I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to look. I'm going to try to lift you up. And, and if there's going to be anything remotely that looks like accountability, it's because you're going to know that you are so loved that you're going to say, I'm drowning. Would you help me? I just need somebody to give me a hand to get to the bowl. Would you just, would you just take my hand? And I want to be close enough to you in that moment to be there. And you know what? Believe it or not, listen, I'm going to be totally selfish for a moment. I need somebody close enough to me once in a while. What about me? Here's my 30 seconds of selfishness. Somebody reach out to me. God, you're faithful. I want to remain relational so that, so that you need me, I need you, we're there. Perfect people, no. But the body of Christ, yes, we are. So I'm asking this morning as we close the service, if, if God has touched you, if you want to get in that place to be a rare Christian, if you've never lifted up your voice to Him and declared Him to be Lord of all your life, that's why we're here. But church, we do this better together. And I need you. So, Father, I speak your blessing. I speak your divine favor upon our family. Your healing, 
your deliverance, Lord Jesus, just that, that acknowledging that I'm that it's okay to be me. Father, help some of those today return to joy. And those that are enduring hardship, oh Lord, for them to understand that there is a great family around them to support them and to lead them and to help them. We lift up every need here knowing, God, that you know them before we even ask. I speak your blessing. Touch our hearts this morning. Touch our hearts this morning. Come on, if you need prayer this morning, come on down. Let me pray for you. Let the elders pray for you. If you need healing in your body, we believe God's a healer. If you just want to stand down here together in one mind and one accord and make a declaration... That God, I, I'm in, with intention, I'm going to be together. I invite you to do that in Jesus' name. Lay down your burden. Lay down your.